0: You're listening to the micro version of the Savage Lovecast at savage.love If
1: you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, while well, there's nothing you can't have on the Savage
2: Lovecast.
1: This is why we can't have nice things. Or actually, this is what happens when not so nice people or dense people, mostly male people, think their things are so nice that everyone wants to see them. That's probably too generous a take on the unsolicited dick pic, and that's of course the thing that I'm talking about here, the unsolicited dick pic, because most guys who send unsolicited dick pics aren't trying to be nice. According to a study published in the Journal of Sex Research, most men who send dick pics aren't trying to be assholes either. They're trying to get laid or get dirty pics in return. The study looking into this, which researchers hilariously titled I'll Show You Mine So You'll Show Me Yours, Motivations and Personality Variables in Photographic Exhibitionism, that study looked into the motives of unsolicited dick pic senders and found that way more than half were hoping to elicit a positive response, get a pic in return in most cases, or get laid. Only 16% were motivated by a desire to do harm, to annoy or harass the recipient of that dick pic they sent. This research also found that men who send unsolicited dick pics tend to be younger, more narcissistic, and sexist. When you think about it, the unsolicited dick pic was inevitable. We should have seen those things coming when the disinhibiting aspects of anonymity combined with brand new smartphone technology and the age old attitude so prevalent among straight men, that they are entitled to women's attention and women's bodies, including women's eyeballs. Hashtag not all straight men and hashtag gay men do that shit too. Hashtag all the time. But it lands different when gay men do it to other gay men. And there's research to back that up too. In another study published in the Journal of Sex Research again, a study with a slightly less entertaining title, Women's and Men's Reactions to Receiving Unsolicited Genital Images from Men, Researchers found that while most women felt negatively about receiving an unsolicited dick pic, giving us perhaps another example of something where intent matters less than impact, while most straight women felt negatively about receiving those unsolicited dick pics, most gay men felt positively about receiving them. It doesn't take long to figure out why that might be. For gay men, less subject as we are to unwelcome sexual attention from bosses, co-workers, strangers on the bus or the subway, teachers, youth pastors, and on and on, that dick pic feels more like an invitation and less like a threat. And again, threatening is the intent of about 16% of guys who send unsolicited dick pics and fuck those guys. Still, gotta say, looking at the research, looking at the data, about 25% of women reported a positive response after receiving an unsolicited dick pic. Not any pic of any old dick, but a specific instance where a specific guy sent a specific pic of his specific dick. So guys out there listening, I don't want you to hear that 25% figure and think, good odds. Just because one straight guy guessed correctly doesn't mean more straight guys should go ahead and guess. Chances are much greater that you'll turn off or offend or scare a woman by sending an unsolicited dick pic. And if Peyton Hemi of Bumble has anything to say about it, and she does, chances are good that you'll get in legal trouble or could get into legal trouble soon for sending unsolicited dick pics or any other unwelcome, uninvited, unasked for lewd images. Emmy was just profiled in the New York Times style section over the weekend. She works for Bumble, the dating app where women have to make the first move. But even there, even on Bumble, women get unsolicited dick pics and other lewd images, which turn most women off and can drive women away from using dating apps like Bumble, which is why Bumble is helping to push laws that make cyber flashing a crime. The New York Times explains the term cyber flashing, quote, refers to the act of sending unwanted sexual images to another person through digital means, on a dating app or social media platform, but also via text or another file-sharing service, such as AirDrop. Flashers. They used to leap out from behind trees, but now, instead, or in addition to leaping out from behind trees or leering at women on subways, they're leaping out from behind online dating profiles and blank Instagram accounts and anonymous Twitter profiles. Before joining Bumble, Ahemi worked at the Pentagon and in Barack Obama's White House. So, she's a player, she's a power, and she's already scored one victory, a law passed in Virginia that makes sending an unwanted, lewd image a civil offense. The person who sends one can be fined $500 per image, and that money, in the form of damages, goes to the recipient who was annoyed or felt unsafe or just didn't want to see it. The sender is also on the hook for attorney fees and court costs, and those rack up quick. There are cyber flashing bills moving through other states. Reading about this push to criminalize cyber flashing reminded me of the time when, well, the time before there were any revenge porn laws on the books. The first law criminalizing revenge porn passed in New Jersey in 2004. Now there are revenge porn statutes on the books in 46 states I supported those laws. I still do. I support revenge porn laws. I was stumping for them before the first one passed, and I will keep stumping for them until they're passed in all 50 states. Just four states left to go. Mississippi, Wyoming, South Carolina, and Massachusetts? What the fuck, Massachusetts? Just as I was for revenge porn laws, I'm for laws criminalizing, cyber-flashing. Because I have long believed that all dick pics should be solicited dick pics. And we obviously can't trust men, we can't trust hashtag all men, with the technology that has made dick pic taking and disseminating so easy. But I gotta say, reading about this law in Virginia and others like it, moving through a few other states, seems like imposing fines for unsolicited dick pics and allowing recipients to sue for damages, that could be abused. I mean, when I just pause to consider the number of guys who've sent me unsolicited dick pics, which like most gay men, I absolutely do not mind, but I could be tempted to pretend to mind for $500 a dick. If these laws were retroactive, I could retire on that money. So once these laws pass in more states, which again, I think they should be passed in more states because I don't think men should be airdropping pornographic images to teenage girls on airplanes, which has happened. But after these laws are passed, guys, you're going to want proof that the dick pic you sent was solicited. Sending a dick pic after getting a verbal solicitation, that's going to carry some risk. Malicious dick pic prosecution could be a thing in our futures. Thanks to the unsolicited dick pic senders out there who acted stupidly and or maliciously in sending all those unwanted lewd images. So guys, get those dick pic solicitations in the future in writing. All right, coming up on today's show on the micro edition of the Savage Lovecast, tons of your Q's, lots of my A's, and joining us on the Magnum, this week, Dr. Joe Court is here to talk about sides. You've heard of tops. You've heard of bottoms. You may not have heard of sides until today. Dr. Court also sticks around to take a couple of questions from my listeners. We talk about first loves and we talk about meeting sleazy versus meeting cute. All that coming up on today's show. And hey, there are lots of big prize celebrations in many parts of the country this weekend, including my hometown, Seattle, or my adopted hometown, Seattle. Love you, Chicago. It's still my hometown. Have fun out there, everybody. Please be safe. Please take care of each other. All right, let's get to the show. This episode of the Savage Lovecast is brought to you by Saqqara, makers of life-transforming, plant-rich super meals delivered to your door, ready to eat. Get 20% off your first order when you go to sakaracom slash savage or enter code savage at checkout.
0: This episode of the Lovecast is brought to you by the good folks at Squarespace. They make it easy to build a beautiful website, blog, or online store. Head on over to squarespace.com savage for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code savage to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: Support for today's show, support we are very grateful for comes from stamps.com. With stamps.com you can access all the amazing services of the post office right from your desk in your own home 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just click print mail and you are done. It could not be easier. And right now use savage for this special offer includes up to 55 bucks worth of free postage, a digital scale and a 4-week trial. Do not wait. Go to stamps.com, and before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in SAVAGE. That's stamps.com, enter S-A-V-A-G-E.
3: Hi, Dan. I'm 33 years old, and I just started dating around a bit. I've never really dated before. I didn't have sex until I was like 29, and very much a late bloomer. I had a lot of body image issues. I'm living in a larger body, and I kind of had this weird belief that Uh, Until I lost weight, I wouldn't be able to find anyone that was attracted to me that I was also attracted to. So I really held myself back. But your show has helped me, and I've overcome that and I've put myself out there more. And I've been meeting guys that I really like. They're nice, we have a lot in common. I see long term potential. But an issue I'm having is that I really hate kissing like, really hate it. I find it disgusting. Off putting. I really don't like it. And the guys I've been meeting have been very affectionate and they like to kiss. And I don't know if it's that I'm just meeting people who are bad at kissing or if it's just something I don't like. And my therapist told me that it's just because I haven't met the right person yet and that when I do, I'll like kissing. But I don't really think that's true. I really don't like it. I recently had sex with this guy that I really like. And we had good energy, and like I said, I see really good long-term potential, but he likes to kiss, and I really don't like it. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know if it's a me problem or a them problem or if it's just something that exists that I can't change, but I don't like it, and I don't want to do it again. I like sex. I like being intimate in other ways. I really don't like kissing, and I don't know what to do about that.
1: You don't like to kiss. Is that a me problem, a you problem, or is that a them problem? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a problem, a you problem. It's definitely a you preference and potentially a problem. If a guy that you're with or want to be with really likes kissing and it would be a problem for him to be in a relationship with someone who didn't want to kiss him, well, then it's a problem. But the only way to find out whether it's going to be a problem for some guy that you're dating, some guy that you're seeing, some guy that you're having sex with, is to put it out there. Put it on the table. Use your words. Look, like, "Eh, I don't know what it is. Maybe I just got a really late start sexually, romantically, but kissing kind of turns me off. Now, theoretically, arguably, the guy that wants to kiss you wants to kiss you to not just, you know, pleasure himself, satisfy himself because he enjoys kissing, but also to, you know, crank you up, to get you started. Kissing for a lot of people is an important form of foreplay. And if it's not something that's going to crank you up, if it's going to have the opposite effect, then he shouldn't want to do it. And if he's someone who really requires kissing, if it going without that kind of intimacy would negatively impact his quality of life, negatively impact his ability to connect with you romantically, sexually, well, then if you don't like kissing and aren't ever going to come around on kissing, you guys aren't right for each other. Not kissing, no kissing, no deep kissing, no French kissing, not even from the sound of things, a peck is a price of admission or several prices of admission that anybody that you're going to be with long-term is going to have to pay. And rather than enduring a lot of kissing the first time you fuck around to somebody and tiptoeing up to telling them about this, I feel like you should put this out there right away so that the next time you're intimate with somebody for the first time, their tongue isn't in your mouth so that you aren't setting expectations on, in that person that, you know, kissing is something that you enjoy, so you're not just going along with kissing because it's expected of you, and then kissing becomes something that they're gonna expect the next time you hook up. And eventually, you know, if you hook up with them again and again and again, before you tell them this truth about yourself, you're gonna to have to reset, roll back their expectations of what you're interested in and what you're capable of. So just just put it out there. You know, you're talking with somebody, they're moving in for the kiss, like turn your head to the side, let them nuzzle your neck and tell them, whisper, say, look, I've just never really been into kissing. I'm into everything else. Just not so much kissing. I promise you. Well, most guys, I don't know if I'd say most guys, many guys, certainly any guy that you would want to be with is going to be able to roll with that.
4: Hi, Dan, Nancy, and the tech savvy at-risk youth. I'm a 29-year-old bisexual woman living in Southern California, and I ran into a little contradiction today on Ye old Pornhub. So I'm into DDLG, Daddy Dom Little Girl. I'm the LG. I'm the little girl. I'm 29. Clearly, there's no children involved. Just like, Daddy doesn't mean my father. It's just terms. Anyways, I went on Pornhub, and I searched DDLG, and a warning page came up, and it was like, don't cross the line from looking at consensual media about two consenting adults to looking at child sexual abuse material. And I was really taken aback because I was, I was just trying to find videos of adults who are into DDLG too, because that's what I'm into. Um, I mean, great that Pornhub is like trying to curb pedophiles, abusing children and spreading abuse material. But, um, Yeah, it was just like, why is my kink, DDLG, why does that trigger this warning sign when there's clearly no children involved? It's two consenting adults, and that's what I was after. And yet, when I went back to the Pornhub homepage, literally, it was, Stepdad makes teen daughter fuck him was a video. What? What? That is incest and sounds coercive and rapey. Illegal, illegal, double illegal. But obviously that video is allowed because the Pornhub, the Pornhub mediators are like, clearly it's not an actual stepdad fucking his actual daughter. These are two actors from some random porn production company that is probably in the middle of Nevada. I'm just wondering why is my thing considered bad by Pornhub? And... Yet there's just teen, 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 teen everywhere all over Pornhub. Teen sounds older than little girl. Little girl sounds like a child. But again, it's an age play thing. And adult women are being the little girl. Not so that this man can like pretend that he's fucking a child. I'm pretending to be like more childlike and innocent because it's like a dom-sub thing. It's about like brattiness and power and, you know, discipline and that kind of thing. I'm just wondering, like, why do, why does Pornhub draw the line there when it's just a regular kink?
1: Yes, DDLG, Dom Daddy, Little Girl, involves consenting adults engaged in a kind of power play, power exchange uh, around what they call age play. And that's fine, and that involves consenting adults. But you can see why Pornhub might throw that warning up because as somebody who's out there... Who's interested in the same thing that you're interested in, DDLG roleplay involving consenting adults, is surfing around, is entering things into search engines on porn sites around the regular old internet. If they should happen to drop the DD, if they should wind up searching just little girl, they may stumble over porn. They may stumble over child sex abuse materials, pardon me, not pornography that they weren't looking for, hopefully, that they weren't looking for. And I can see why Pornhub might want to send up a flare to somebody who might be that stupid, but also put that out there because there's a lot of people who are looking at porn sites and policing them for any sort of Squicky missteps. Pornhub and other websites like it have come in for a lot of scrutiny from government officials, federal agencies lately, and that Pornhub may be making a bit of a show of inoculating itself against charges that it is promoting uh, child sex abuse materials in allowing for people to post or porn companies to post DDLG films pornography yeah i can see why they may want to inoculate themselves against charges that they are hosting child sex abuse materials by flagging a search that some people who may not know what ddlg means and what this kind of age play is about might misunderstand or maliciously demagogue about so i i fully support your kink. Your kink is not my kink. Your kink is okay. Your kink, DDLG, involves consenting adults engaging in age play. And that, so long as it doesn't involve any minors, is fine. But yeah, there are some people out there who will weaponize your kink and then use it against, use the kink that they're weaponizing against websites like Pornhub and others. And so... Huh. Yeah, I think Pornhub's just making a little show of holding your kink with tongs because the LG thing, the little girl thing, even though you know what that means, I know what that means, I hope my listeners know what that means, and it doesn't mean actual little girls. That means adult women using baby voices, adult women into age role play. Yeah, Pornhub's worried about people out there who don't know what that means or who do know what that means but are going to pretend that they don't. It's summer and you want to get out there, so maybe you don't feel like cooking, but take out food. Not great for you, can be really salty and just too much. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. When you order from Saqqara, it's like having a personal chef that you never have to interact with, kind of like a famous celebrity. They're nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, dinners, all made from powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. We've gotten a couple of boxes of Saqqara at our house and we found the food to be delicious so much so that we've ordered a couple of more boxes of sakara to be delivered terry's the cook at our place so when terry's away if we don't want to eat garbage or take out pizza or something salty or sugary we want good plant-based food on hand and sakara is helping us do that their meals are creative and delicious the electric body bowl with ginger tamara sauce is packed with noodles, purple sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, and other vegetables. And it is so tasty. One of their breakfast items is a pink poppy seed muffin with fresh coconut and berry jam. Have you ever had a pink poppy seed muffin? I had not until Saqqara came into our lives. Now I have. And you know what? You're going to want to have one of those too. This food, their food, Sakara's food, really opened my mind to new healthy inventive and delicious meals. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash savage or enter the code savage at checkout. That's sakara s a k a r a dot com slash savage to get twenty percent off your first order. Let them know the Lovecast sent you saccara.com slash savage.
5: Hello Dan I'm calling With my tail between my legs, I broke some cardinal savage rules and I really need your help. I am a 31-year-old female in the Midwest, married, love my husband so much. We've explored open relationships because of you and have been running into some turmoil because of me. I hooked up with a guy at our family vacation home and realized that's a huge no-no for my husband. We talked about it. I agreed not to do that anymore, but here we are. I ended up hooking up with a guy. No excuses, just to put it in context and explain. I drank way too much in a hot tub after taking Adderall that day, and I blacked out. And I ended up having unprotected sex with a man. So two of our only rules are use a condom and not at the family house. And I have thrown those in the garbage. I am so embarrassed to admit all this to you because I know you're going to yell at me, but I deserve it. I guess my question is, how do we move on from this? My husband is heartbroken and it feels like we... Can't get on the same page about what to do. He keeps asking for progress, um, which I am reaching out to therapists and discussing, you know, couples therapy, which he's open to. And those are two things that are on the docket. But I would love to know your advice on what I can do now to ensure that he knows I am incredibly sorry, other than apologizing verbally. Any tips or, you know, hand slaps that you can give me, I would love to get your advice on what to do from here.
1: So, you had, there were two rules, and you broke both of them. Rule number one no unprotected sex with other people, common rule in open relationships, perfectly reasonable rule in open relationships. Rule number two, stop fucking guys at the family vacation home. And that's exactly what you did. You went and fucked a guy at the family vacation home. You make a very short list of things you can do. You only have one item on that short list of things you can do to ensure this doesn't happen again and to win back your husband's trust and It consists entirely of finding a couple's counselor. Noticeably absent, conspicuously absent from this list are the reasons you yourself cite, the circumstances you yourself cite that led up to you fucking this guy in the hot tub at your family home, your family vacation home, without using condoms. You took Adderall, you got drunk, you blacked out, had blackout sex with this guy in the hot tub at your family vacation home. All right. Seems to me drugs and alcohol are the place you need to start. Seems to me that going to your husband and saying, I am not going to be using Adderall ever again, and I am not going to drink. Maybe not forever. Maybe you don't have to make that promise forever, but at least until you get your asses into couples counseling, And figure this out. And, you know, the guy who fucked you when you're a blackout drunk, that wasn't okay. That wasn't okay for him to do. If you were blackout drunk, you weren't able to consent in the moment. Now, a lot of people, when they are blackout drunk, particularly heavy drinkers, it's hard for someone else to tell that they are blackout drunk. A high-functioning alcoholic, when blackout drunk, seems to be Fine. And so I don't want to call that guy a rapist necessarily, but this was definitely questionable on his part, if indeed you were incapacitated by drugs and alcohol. But if you were in a blackout and high functioning and it was impossible for him to tell, uh, then uh, my God, uh, I don't want to point a finger exclusively at you. It's not all on you. But Jesus Christ, lady, stop drinking. Stop taking drugs. And no more going to the family vacation home alone. You, I don't want to say can't be trusted, like your husband can't trust you. You can't trust yourself with drugs, alcohol, hot tubs, other men, and the family vacation home. So, all of those things, you got to take them off the table. All of those things you can't be alone with, you can't let yourself have right now, or you're going to screw up your marriage. You're going to damage your marriage. You may sink your marriage. Ah, So, yeah, no booze, no drugs, no hot tubbing, no other men at the family home without your husband there, no unsupervised visits to the family home, no you being out of your husband's sight at the family home if there's somebody else there that you might want to fuck or have fucked. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. All those things have to beyond the list of changes that you are going to make and make right now to earn back your husband's trust. And lastly, I would add the thing that I really want you to drill down on when you get into couples counseling and individual counseling too, therapy might be a really good idea is whether or not you can live with these rules, whether or not you can abide by these rules. I guess that's what I mean by live with them because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where what you really want to do is have complete sexual autonomy. You want to be able to have unprotected sex with other men whenever you want, wherever you want, including the family home and then drugs and alcohol become your ticket. That if you're just fucked up enough, you can do these things that you want to do. It really, you can put yourself in a situation other people have, you can create a circumstance where it incentivizes getting fucked up on drugs and alcohol, if that's your ticket to freedom. If you can't abide by these rules, you shouldn't agree to abide by these rules. And if you can't abide by these rules, you're not going to be married to your husband for much longer. So you're going to have to really drill down with your therapist and figure out what it is you're capable of, what commitments you can keep. And don't make commitments that incentivize for you in some shitty alcoholic addict way, choosing drugs and alcohol over your husband and the promises that you've made him.
0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your presence and growing your business or creative or political project online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell stuff. In the past couple of years, a lot of us have reorganized how we do business and get our creative work done. Squarespace can really help you to put yourself out there and run your projects efficiently. They have so many features that I can't get to them all in this ad, but I'm going to list off a few. Member areas Squarespace makes it easy for you to monetize your content and expertise in a way that fits your style. With member areas, sell access to your content like classes or online courses or newsletters. Email campaigns. Collect email subscribers and convert them into loyal customers. Start with an email template and customize it by applying your special sauce ingredients like site colors and logo. Built-in analytics measure the impact of every send, baby. Blogging tools. Squarespace has the tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. Categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. Seriously, there is so much more. Squarespace is like your savvy business partner. They think of everything. Head on over to squarespace.com savage for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code savage to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com savage and use the offer code savage.
6: Hi, Dan. I'm a 30-something Sith female living in Chicago. I have a weird situation that I need help pursing out. So I met this guy in Bumble a few weeks ago. We hit it off. On our second date, we ended up having sex. I eventually decided that I wasn't really interested in seeing him again, so I texted him to let him know that it was nice meeting him, but I didn't want to take things any further. He was super nice about it, and he was like, no worries, wish you all the best, and then we stopped talking. A few days later, I received a message from an unknown number, um, or a number I didn't recognize, with a Chicago area code saying we met on the Sugar Baby website, and he was interested in spoiling me. At first, I thought it was probably a scam, but since it had a Chicago area code, I texted them back to let them know they had the wrong number. And then I got a response saying, you know, they're still interested in spoiling me, even though they know they texted the wrong person. So at this point, I was just like, what the fuck? Um, you don't even know who I am, what I look like. They asked for a picture. I was like, you send me one first. I was just kind of playing along. But then I received a picture of the guy I hooked up with from Bumble uh, like a week or so ago. And it really freaked me out. Nobody knows we hooked up. Nobody really even knows that I hung out with him. I told a couple of coworkers that I was like meeting up with someone after work, but I didn't give them any identifying details. So I screenshotted this conversation with the unknown number and I sent it to the Bumble guy saying, what the fuck is this? Is this you? He was like, that's a picture of me, but that's not me texting you that. And I asked him if he had any bitter exes, anyone who had access to his phone, anyone who who he may have given my number out to. And he said... He would never do that. It's not him. He would never give out my number and he's, he's sorry that happened, but I'm just trying to figure out what is going on here because I, I don't think it's likely that a random person texted me out of the blue and just happened to try to catfish me with a random photo from the internet that happened to be my hookup. So I just need some confirmation that like it's this guy trying to mess with me because who like else could it be? I tried to text the unknown number back. I never got a response. I also tried calling and the voicemail said it was a Google number, which I think anyone can create. I also tried looking up the number on one of those reverse lookup sites, and I didn't really find any names that meant anything to me. I'm new in Chicago. I don't really know that many people yet. I don't really think this is anyone in my, my very small social circle in my new city, like trying to pull a prank on me. I haven't heard anything from either person in the days since that happened a few days ago, but I'm just hoping you can kind of help me shed some light on this. Maybe your listeners can help shed some light. I feel like I'm going crazy a little bit because I want to believe this guy that it's not him.
1: What seems likelier? There's some elaborate conspiracy on the part of you don't know who to gaslight you, to drive you crazy? And somehow this person, who is unknown to you and unknown to this guy that you hooked up with, managed to get your phone number, managed to get his photograph, knew you hooked up with this near stranger and then sent you that. No, that is not what happened. Let's just Occam's razor at this. He hooked up with you. He had your phone number on his phone. He hadn't saved it, so it didn't have a name attached to it. And he had another phone number on his phone, and he sent that I want to be your sugar daddy text message to someone else or meant to send it to someone else that he had been texting with whose number he got from some sugar baby site and also didn't save with a name or an identifier. And he just mixed up those two numbers and you wrote back to him and said, who are you? Send me a photograph. And he did. And it was that guy. And he didn't mean for that photo or those text messages about being his sugar baby to come to you. Or maybe he did. You told him you weren't interested in hooking up again, and then he proposed this sugar baby arrangement. But I think it's likelier a mix-up. In addition to cruising around on Bumble, hooking up with women, he's cruising around on some sugar baby sites and looking for a sugar baby that he can spoil. And he mixed up your phone number with somebody else's phone number and sent a text to you that he meant to send to some other woman. Don't waste another precious moment worrying about this. Block his number. Time management is a real challenge for many of us, myself included. And if you run a small business, it is a crucial skill. That's why I recommend you join the over 1 million businesses who have figured out how to manage their time better with Stamps.com. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need, but right from your computer, right from home. Get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. Streamline your shipping process with Stamps.com's easy-to-use software. All you need is your regular computer and a printer. No special supplies or equipment. You will be up and running in minutes printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you need to send it. Plus, Stamps.com seamlessly works with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. So, whether you're an office sending out invoices, an Etsy shop sending your products, or a warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com is your mailing and shipping solution. Stop wasting time. Start saving money. When you use Stamps.com to mail and ship, sign up with the promo code SAVAGE, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter the code SAVAGE.
7: Hi, Dan. I am a 27-year-old heterosexual woman living in the Bay Area, and I'm calling not about myself, but about my dad in this issue that I have where he keeps reaching out to me for relationship advice. So to give you a little bit of background information, my parents got divorced when I was 11. And then from the time I was 11 until about 23, my dad dated this woman who basically helped raise us. But at the same time, They did not have a healthy relationship. They were constantly breaking up. I would say they broke up close to 15 times in the course of their 12-year relationship. One time they even broke up two weeks before they were about to get married. My dad called off the wedding. So my dad does not have a very healthy uh, history with relationships. Fast forward to 2019. He meets this new woman, and at first everything is great with her. Um, They get along really well. They have a lot of the same hobbies and interests. But soon after they start dating, things start to get weird and not in a good way. She starts to become controlling and obsessive and they start breaking up all the time over stupid things. Like one time they broke up because my dad was texting a guy friend about playing the guitar and she accused my dad of being gay and being in love with his friend and not wanting her. It's been extensive and I would say in three years it's been at least 10 times if not close to 15. It's it's quite ridiculous at this at this point. And every time they break up, he calls me and asks for help and advice. And I think he calls me because I have a pretty strong relationship with my husband. We've been together for almost 14 years, and I think my dad looks up to that. And so he always calls me for help and I kind of listen and parrot your advice and tell him, you know, he needs to focus on himself. He needs to get into therapy cuz he keeps going back to her and he needs to f- Fuck other people. Like he needs to get under other people to get over her. And when he gets lonely, instead of going back to her, he needs to get on the apps. Uh, He's really into dancing. He needs to go out dancing and meet new people. But to stop going back to these people he's familiar with. And speaking of people he's familiar with, their most recent fight and breakup was because my dad talked to the woman, his ex-girlfriend, who helped raise us. He needs therapy. Clearly, his new girlfriend needs therapy and has a lot of things to work through, and he's not responsible for her mental health, but she needs therapy too. So I'm really at my wits' end, and I think I'm calling because I'm asking for your help. I've told my dad to break up with her already. Maybe I need to tell her to stay the fuck broken up with her already. I don't know. Maybe you need a new acronym, not just break the fuck up already. But once you break up, stay fucking broken up and stop getting back together. I was hoping maybe you might call my dad Um, if you would like to call him and tell him not just to break the fuck up with her already, but to get into therapy and stay the fuck broken up with her and maybe fuck some other people while he's at it. His phone number is... I'm
1: not going to call your dad. Look, if you don't want to talk to your dad about this shit, you should stop talking to your dad about this shit. Stop indulging him. I don't think it's a coincidence That his, I assume, relationship with your mother involved a lot of drama and at least one big breakup that led to a divorce. But that his subsequent relationship, the woman he was with for a dozen years, they broke up 15 times. That means they broke up while she was helping raise you more than once a year. And now he's with a woman who breaks up with him constantly, who sounds a bit like a, a nut. And I don't think it's a coincidence that your dad keeps getting into these high conflict, high drama relationships. I think it's what your dad wants. And so when he calls you and thinks it's an all hands on deck, everyone must pay attention to him moment when he gets dumped again by the crazy person he's dating now, you don't have to show up for that. I mean, you have to take your dad's call, I guess, but you don't have to give him any advice. All you have to say is, dad, I want to talk about this. You know what you need to do and this must be what you want. You want this kind of loopy drama, but I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to hear about it. It's boring, you know, in all honesty. I was bored after a while listening to you recount your dad's relationship history. It's tedious, and you're allowed to tell your dad, "Look, I am bored." I'm done with this. I'm done listening to you complain about this. This must be what you want. And since it's what you want, eat it, have it, deal with it. But don't come running to me every time what it is that clearly you want out of relationships, you're getting out of relationships because I'm done repeating myself to you. You know what I think you need to do. You know what I'm going to tell you. So let's skip the conversation about it. Don't call me, don't call me about this shit. And when he calls you about this shit, change the subject or hang the fuck up. You can hang up on a relative. You can hang up on your dad. Look, if somebody's in a burning building, you can stand under the burning building and and scream jump. But if they jump and then they rush back into that burning building, you're not obligated to stand under that burning building and scream jump to that person. The 14th time they've run back into that same goddamn burning building, you're allowed to prioritize everything else it is about your life that you need to take care of for yourself and for people who actually listen to you when you give them advice. And yeah, again, I don't, I'm i not going to call your dad. Your dad hasn't listened to you. Your dad's not going to listen to me. Your dad is going to love Getting a call from me because I think all of this is attention seeking behavior on the part of your dad. There are people out there who think drama and breakups and getting back together again that all of these things mean that the relationship is passionate. There are people out there who think drama is passion. Sometimes people get into therapy and they work through and get past that. But at this stage, I think it's too late for your dad. I don't think therapy, if he ever got into it, is going to help him. I think he's probably run out the clock on the therapy. Maybe if he'd gotten into therapy in his 30s or 40s, a good therapist could have helped him with this. But it's too late and you don't have to be his therapist and neither do I. All right, before we get to this week's listener response calls, let's read some listener tweets. 13 Lee Fan tweets, Since I will have extra free time during the summer, I have finally subscribed to the Magnum Savage Lovecast. Been promising myself for a while now, glad I finally did it. We're glad too. 13 Lee Fan, thank you so much for becoming a Magnum sub. Please say hi at the next SAC Lunch on July 7th. Literation tweets, I told my husband about Findom yesterday. Today, I found a snippet on the Savage Lovecast explaining how FinDom works and shared it. His reaction, interesting. I wonder how you'd pay process that money for taxes. That's a really good question that your husband asked. We will get you an answer. We'll get your husband an answer on an upcoming episode of the Savage Lovecast. And finally, Wn Brown 99 tweets, in the intro to episode 816 of the Savage Lovecast, you said you wouldn't discuss mass shootings with kids at the table, Dan. Sadly, because the right wing values guns over actual living children, my kids are frighteningly comfortable with school shooting conversations at the dinner table. Yeah, hmm. that is sad. I wish our kids didn't have to think about mass shootings. I wish our politicians would think about our kids. All right, if you want me to read your tweet, even your sad ass tweet on an upcoming episode of the Savage Lovecast, be sure to include the hashtag. Savage Lovecast. And a big thank you to everyone who posted to your social media, to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter about the Savage Lovecast this week. Helps get the word out about the show. We really appreciate it. And now some of what you guys had to say about some of the things I said on last week's Savage Lovecast.
8: Hi, Dan. I'm calling just to comment on the 24-year-old who was concerned that she was being too judgmental with her boyfriend regarding his relationship with his daughter that she didn't have, that he doesn't have contact with. I am shocked by the number of young people who call in thinking that you're not supposed to judge who you're married to, that somehow uh, you have to accept all of these people's faults and their shortcomings, um, or it makes you a bad person. When you're selecting a partner for the rest of your life, You better be judgmental about who they are and how they're going to contribute to the relationship and how they make you feel and how they provide security and happiness for you. And that's true whether you're a man or a woman. It's just crazy to me uh, that people are entering relationships thinking that it's some sort of amateur social work arrangement. If you wanna help society volunteer at a homeless shelter or donate money for some other cause, don't marry into it
3: hey dad
6: wanted to talk to you about episode 816 where you had a guy whose dick won't come out to play when he does three ways i think you might have missed a little thing in there and i just wanted to give a little feedback the problem with his erection started when they met somebody who happened to be the first one they met and he seemed to insinuate that it was somebody he could maybe catch feelings for And I think that's where the problem really started. So every three-way since has been potential boyfriend auditioning and a potential threat to the relationship since that very first one happened. And I think that's what's making the dick so nervous that it won't come out to play. And that can happen sometimes. So I think the best thing for him would be to look into talking to his boyfriend about, hey, what are we going to do if one of us catches feelings? What does it mean for the relationship? And I bet that boner is going to come right on back.
2: Hey Dan, I'm calling about the first caller. On episode 816, he mentioned that he was a, a dom and his sub had asked him what turns him on. She really wants to find out what, what he wants to do and you counseled him that, you know, maybe go back to what he was doing before uh, he got into the kink meter, what was turning him on before he had partners since he's so used to pleasing a partner. I would have taken it a different way. Actually, I just came to this conclusion recently myself too, is he loves giving pleasure. I would embrace that and make that your kink, and it sounds like maybe it already is his kink, but but just to accept it and don't have to find what, what you like if what you like is pleasing other people. So I'm exactly the same way. I've always been that. I've always wanted to please the other person. And I just recently really came to accept that. And so much so that I've got a sex worker uh, coming over next week. And she asked, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, I really just want to please you. I want to find out what you like. I want you to bring your toys. And just really accepted that. And I'm really excited about it. I realized that the women that I really like when I was talking about you know the best sex I've had in my life, when I think about it, it's the ones that are really vocal and really showing how much they like it. And I think that's why I like it so much is because it just really turns me on. And that is my kink, is turning other people on.
1: And we're going to leave it there. Got a question for next week's Savage Lovecast or something to say about something I said on this week's Savage Lovecast? Use the voice memo app on your phone to record your question or your comment and email it to us at voicemail at savagelovecast.com. You can also call us at 206 302 Bigger isn't always better, but bigger is definitely better with the Savage Lovecast. Give the Magnum Savage Lovecast a try. Twice as many Q's, twice as much A, no ads, special hangouts for Magnum subs, and a bonus podcast SP just for our Magnum subscribers. And for the rest of the month, we're offering first-time Magnum subs, half off six and 12-month subscription plans. That means you can get the Magnum edition of Savage Lovecast from now until June of next year for less than 20 bucks. Go to Savage.love.com slash lovecast and use the promo code savagepride2022 at checkout. That's promo code savage with a capital S pride with a capital P 2022 no spaces. The sale ends June 30th. Sign up today. Follow me on Twitter at Savage. Follow Dr. Joe Court on Twitter at Dr. Joe Court. The Savage Lovecast was produced every week by Nancy Hartunian and me and the tech savvy at risk youth and Nancy. we will be back at you next week with an installment of the Savage Lovecast Thank you for downloading.